0: I mean the drinking and the drugs. and I got to get away. From why couldn't that, you so have done it without kill me? Without over drinking and. I don't know. I don't know why. Why can any add it? I love working in the oil field. I love really? working on a drilling rig and don't you get oil all over you? Not really. I mean some days.
1: <laughs> don't get up.
0: I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, big man? Doing well. How are you?
1: You look live and in character. Do you can I fix you a drink? No, thank you. You don't drink anymore at all? Nah, I try not to. That must hurt.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't, mean... don't Not anymore.
1: Not anymore. Yeah, you know what? That's what I got from your last record, which is great. That, the one you made in the pandemic. Yeah. Such a good record. And oh, thank you. it's it's like it's so uh Thoughtful and wistful about your past and, uh, you know, like looking back at like, yeah, I used to be in bars with whiskey on my lips, but now I got a good woman. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so I don't need to do that. Yeah, I'm trying to avoid that. That whole get a good woman and then, you oh. then you. Yeah, be, you. Well, you know what? <laughs> that Congratulations, takes, you've it ta- done it for years. <laughs> it takes you out of the bars, you know. <laughs> but uh, now you sounded very. I mean, it makes made me think you were very happy.
0: Man, I am. I'm in good place these days, uh, you know. And
1: uh, I, I don't know
0: where I am, but you know. I meant, a, to, this, my life a to a to z. I don't know where am I. W now, but, you know, doing okay. No. I mean,
1: what are you, (laughs) 60? 61. Okay. You know, look at Biden. He's 110 and from Transylvania, and he's still, he's the President of the United States, and he's probably going to be running again, you know. So, and, uh, you know, if I'm that way at 80, I'll be fine with it. He's not in bad shape.
0: But if I'm that way at 80, I'm just going to be doing the pelvic thrust on stage at the Grand Ole Opry, I'm not going to
1: have the (laughs) nuclear codes. (laughs) Right? It's a different thing, Bill. Yeah, it's a different thing. I mean, that's why I wouldn't want them in Trump's hands more than Biden's hands. What, do you think Biden is an insane person who's going to fire off a nuclear weapon for no reason? No, but I just... Okay, so just admit it.
0: what I don't even I don't even hardly. Only guy I remember being that old when I was young. My granddaddy lived to be eighty three years old. He was the oldest guy that I think I'd ever lived, known. <clears throat> people live. live a lot longer now, right?
1: People lived one hundred and ten. That's a, crazy. There was a
0: lady who beat COVID at one hundred and three. My mother beat it three times. She's eighty, something, eighty one. Three times? Three. She got it three times. Yeah, wow. Yeah, and she kicked its ass.
1: Tough old girl. I was gonna say, um, wow, three times. It seems like that that shouldn't happen. Like if you get it, you don't. You haven't. Shouldn't you have the immune? Uh, maybe her immune system is. Yeah,
0: you know, the first time she got it was pretty rough, but then the the next two times, yeah. it wasn't very bad.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: She had built up. That natural immunity, I suppose. You got it? I got it two times, yeah. You did? Did you get first? Through- time, I felt pretty bad for a couple of days. Had uh, you had the vaccine? Yeah. Really? Felt pretty bad for a couple of days, and then the second time I got it, it, it was really nothing. I, I didn't.
1: Uh, so you didn't think the vaccine had a chip in it to track you? <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I just I, I I don't buy
0: into all of that crap. Know. You know, and I'm like, give me a vaccine for everything that you've got one for. <laughs> I'll take them. I'm not scared of that. No, shit. you've
1: been shot in the heart. Yeah,
0: but I mean, I'm just not. I don't think they're trying to. No, you know, no. put something in the vaccines to control us. So you know, no. give me a vaccine. They're for everything. definitely not. Definitely not doing that. No. <laughs> <laughs> or that, that it makes us, you know, feminine or whatever. Nah, I didn't notice that either. That'd have to be a hell of a vaccine to
1: make you feminine. <laughs> well. <laughs> Girls love a deep voice. Girls love a country boy. Isn't that one of your songs? Yeah,
0: Ladies that's lo- absolutely
1: right. Yeah. 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 Well, they like any, they like a good one, <laughs> you know. You no, know, I don't know what it. I don't know what to attribute it to. I, what all the women who threw themselves at
0: you? I just had game, I guess. I don't know. Well, you're a singer. That's right. You don't have to even know how to speak.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it so doesn't true. seem like it's you know? just amazing the power of music. It's pretty crazy. But also, you're ten feet tall. You know, you're kind of bigger than life. Oh, I could definitely see why the. That was a long, long time, ago. I know no, I'm telling you, I feel like every song I heard on your record was like all about, and I met your girl, she's great, and she's Canadian, right yeah, yeah, because there's is. that one song that's about like um it's a classic uh we shouldn't be together song, it all it, adds up it to all adds us. up to us like. Yeah. You got the GMC and she's got the whatever and the She <laughs> <Sure laughs> wrote that about her. You know. Oh, I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> so You gonna smoke, I'm gonna smoke. Yeah. Oh God, you still smoke cigarettes? Yeah. Well, oh, you nuts. You're like the last person in America who smokes cigarettes then. Really? Am I wrong? Am I there is there a lot of people who I don't know, I don't care. <laughs> You know, but it doesn't you don't worry about your health with those.
0: Yeah, sure. But it's the only vice that I have that after I do it, I don't have to apologize to people for what I said or what I did. Right. (laughs) So let me have this one last one. Just let me have this one. Right. Right. You know, and as far as weed, you know, I mean, I I always have that voice in my head, you know, when I first started trying to get sober. And some of those old hardcore alcoholics that had been sober for 20 years, you know, they they would tell me, don't do the marijuana program to stop drinking. That's not going to work. It's not going to work. I just remember hearing that. But you never were into weed? I did smoke it years ago i would smoke it every now and then you know but I, I it got to a point in my life where it made me
1: incredibly paranoid that's that's a common effect of pot then, it,
0: but it right. kept it seemed <clears throat> like it kept getting incrementally worse every time i yes. would do it it would make me more and more no, and more paranoid to the point that i was just like i don't want no, do know
1: like any psychotropic drug you're doing it has a lot to do with your mood i mean it's what's going on in your head and we don't know You know, that's the bottom of the ocean, the brain, as far as, like, things we know about. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, they know more than they used to, but it's still quite a mystery. And I know, like, I will smoke. Like, if I smoke in a hotel room, I get higher. I don't know why. But it has something to do with my mood. I think with the psychological elements in my mind that I'm not aware of that are on the subconscious level. There's something about... Maybe I feel like something. It's an environmental thing yes, with you. I don't know. I mean, you know, look, this is not health food either. I'm, 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 not claiming that, but I feel but like. But does it hurt you? I don't know. It could. Well, I mean, I like, don't, I don't think I would recommend, if I was a doctor, putting smoke in your lungs of any kind. Smoke. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's probably not. But, you know, you got to, like you said, you got to pick your. At least with this these chairs
0: make me feel like I'm squatting to shit in the woods. Do they feel that way to you?
1: Oh, well I wanted to make you feel at home. Oh, thanks. <laughs> you asshole. Yeah, I, I, love I still you. like
0: you're still an asshole. And you're probably gonna get worse the older you get. No, I'm a, I will. I'm
1: charming. I'm just I'm charming you.
0: Oh it's yeah. It's, it's, Is that what you're doing?
1: <laughs> yeah. I recognize it. I love my redneck friends. Well, good man.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we'll keep you alive when the world comes to an end. Well, it's good
1: to have friends on both sides.
0: That's true. Cover I your, had a guy the other day. was this younger guy. We were on tour, and he was a tour manager for somebody else. But I'd known him for a while. He recently has had a couple of kids in the last few years, and he came to me, and he was. Cons- I could see it on his face, and he was like, "I just got to ask you, man. I respect." What you think about things? And he said, I got kids now, man. He said, I'm worried. What do you think's going to happen? And I said, it's going to get worse until it's over. Meaning what? That's so vague. It's just, it's not going to be. If you're expecting all this stuff to miraculously get the, the the craziness that we're surrounded but with these days. Specifically
1: what? There's so much of it.
0: Well, with children, you know, like if you're bringing little kids up now and
1: oh and god the things that are happening oh. you know and it, it just i could not imagine being a parent i would be a terror i wouldn't i could not accept i think i know what you're talking about i just could not accept first of all uh i don't even like kids so the fact that i'm defending them is hysterical but uh i i just don't think i could take losing the kind of autonomy that parents have lost over what happens with their own children yeah you know the idea of calling the cops on my mother i must say never occurred to me like it did not cross my mind that oh here's an option when i didn't like my parents when they were making me pissed off at them i'll call the cops on them or report them or you know and or go there was no resource there's no other resources. I'll tell, I'll tell the teacher. Tell the teacher. Teacher talks to them. That's what I don't think I could bear as a parent. I, I feel like I would want to be able to raise my kid the way I wanted to raise him. And and Some of the weapons I got from my old man growing up, I could have called the cops.
0: But you know what? Every other guy that I grew up with could have too. All our dads were the same exact way. You know.
1: What do you mean? Because they beat you?
0: Not beat you, but they'd take that belt out and put it right. across your ass when you needed it. You well, know? that's called
1: beating. <laughs> they beat you. Yeah. Nah, that ain't beating. Well, <clears throat> a belt on your ass is kind of a beating. I mean, I was spanked. I've had beatings too. Right. <clears> oh, <throat> that's throat> not a beating. Right. <laughs> right. But you know, you're 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 all bar fights. Uh,
0: you know. got to be really careful these days too. You know get mad at somebody on the interstate or something, some little UFC fighter liable to jump out of his Hyundai and beat the shit out of you, you know what I mean? Well, that's unlikely. All these kids are into the UFC now. You
1: got to be careful. Well, (laughs) that's unlikely in the specific, but I will uh, submit the stupidest thing you can do, I think, is ever to... uh, honk another driver if I'd they're never do that. Because you don't know who's in that car. That's it, right. It just could be some maybe not a UFC fighter, but just just somebody who's borderline. I mean there's me. there, <laughs> it could be
0: me. It could be you. You know, you right. don't, don't want to do that. Right. Imagine this
1: man mountain getting out of the car and saying
0: I laugh about yeah. it sometimes when somebody does give oh. me the little toot, you know, and I'm just like, you're so stupid, you know. Why, because uh, you could kill them?
1: I don't know, but it probably yeah. wouldn't be enjoyable for them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I I am a cautious person. Like, uh, I will take risks, and I certainly have in my career, uh, but there has to be consummate reward has to be a big reward. I'm not into like running across the street against the light if I could save a minute, you know, or uh honking people or no. anything that's like, oh, who gives a shit? That's, you know, that's such a fake way of being brave. I mean, no brave. Just live to fight another day. Don't cause trouble. Happiness, I feel like so much of it is not just what you get, it's what you avoid. You know, Avoid feuds. Yeah. Avoid debt.
0: And and being in a hurry too. It's like I never did really get in much of a hurry. And these days, where am I going? I don't have a job. You know what? You know <laughs> Well, I, I won't have to be anywhere really on time. Well, you know, you, have,
1: you have something better. Flying than a, somewhere, you know. You have something better than a job. You have a career. Well, uh, I guess. What? What do you mean you guess? I did have until
0: I came to do this. Now I don't know what's going to happen. (laughs) Yeah, right.
1: (laughs) Right. You've never been controversial before. Uh, Oh, look, i Well, not needlessly controversial. Look what I found.
0: Oh, you got a little army, man. Yeah, one.
1: These? What do you mean you found them? I didn't. In fact, these are in. I, there's a, a room back there where I call the Museum of the Random, where I have all my shit from childhood. And obviously. Oh, wow. I had a Civil War set. Yeah, you did. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm sure I'm not even supposed to have this. Wow. But they just, incl- I mean, it was, it was the blue and the gray. Um, I think there's a gray. I think there's oh, a dude. yeah, there's a Confederate soldier. You can have that one. <laughs> Man,
0: you just <laughs> triggered the perpetually persecuted with these
1: <laughs> triggered.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the perpetually persecuted grievance junkies that wake up every morning looking for something to be pissed off about. You see that dirt on this guy? Yeah, that's that's
1: that dirt is from the 60s. That's old dirt. That's old dirt. <laughs> I've heard the same old as dirt, but now that's literally, yeah. Did you ever collect army men? I don't remember. Uh, what was your childhood either. like? What Just was it you, like? When you
0: weren't getting beaten by your father? Oh, my and- God. No, man, that happened very rarely anyway. And every right. time it happened, I deserved it. But my childhood was very... Uh, Norman Rockwellian. Me too. I swear. Me too. It was like, it it was both sets of my grandparents. I lived in a little bitty town that did not even have a red light. And it was very rural And both sets of my grandparents. One set of my grandparents lived about a mile and a half from me, and the other set lived about three miles from me. I mean, everybody was right there. I went to the same school that my grandparents went to you know um, K through 12 all on the same campus it was just a very idyllic little place to grow up
1: you know I, I mean it's funny you grew up where is this Tennessee Louisiana Louisiana Oh, Louisiana okay I grew up in New Jersey which you would think would be so different I could almost make the same exact description I think there was I think we had no traffic lights there was a four corners yeah. We a, had that. And
0: where there was like And th- there is a traffic light there now. There okay. Was
1: that's a, probably right. There's probably light there now. Where there was like four stores, yeah. which was the subtotal of the industry in town. Right. I remember my father used to complain about the tax base. If we only would get some industry here, like industry. Who's coming to Riverville, New Jersey? Like, <laughs> like the Ford Motor Plant is gonna open up in this bedroom community. <clears throat> but
0: it was. It was. Everybody there uh, either worked in the oil field or they worked in the timber industry. And my my father worked in the timber industry. He, well, he he worked for an International Paper Company at a corrugating plant where they made cardboard. And there was a paper mill there, um, and they all most the a lot of the men worked there. And then I think it was the late seventies. Uh, the the union had just gotten so ridiculous in that uh, paper mill that they had a big meeting. They were trying to have this negotiation between the union and international paper company. And international paper company sent one representative to this meeting. And he walked in and he said, I'm not here to negotiate with you. I'm here to tell you that we sold this paper mill to a company in Germany and we're shutting it down. Oh. And immediately that place just went into a depression. And you're talking about the just, town? All those towns around there. So you're saying
1: the union overplayed their hand?
0: Yeah. And, <laughs> and that, was where the, that was where the bad taste in my mouth for union started. That's when it started because <clears throat> I saw the I d- mean, devastation that could be caused when uh, they I, got too big for their britches.
1: I, you know, my... Grandfather was a union captain. I have union in my bones. My father was a union lover, straight-up Democrat, Catholic type. And uh, I saw him just crushed in the 70s because he had to go out in in sympathy with the engineers' union. Technology changed. And newsmen and disc jockeys no longer needed an engineer. They could just put a cartridge in the slot and play the whatever they had to play. <clears throat> And these guys were just sitting around playing cards all day. And the union fought for those jobs. And, I mean, I guess that's their job. But you got to know when to hold them and when to fold them, right? Yeah. I mean, like, sometimes you're just f- fighting and you, like you say with your father, they just, if they overplay the hand, then you, the, they, the, we tip over the board and the table and the game is over. When At any, some point you got to go do I want this job or no job yeah on the other hand you do need unions to in many industries i mean
0: i would think i would say some i wouldn't say many but I, because I, of osha i think when the government came along and right and and stepped in and said you have to have these it, some kind of civilized you know Uh, conditions for these people to work in you know and uh
1: yeah but once that came in you need someone no it's like having an agent you need someone that's what a union is it's a fucking agent that that you wouldn't want to negotiate you know when you did did your series your your agent got whatever the deal was i'm sure it was a nice rich deal for monarch Okay, you needed an agent. And that's what workers need, they need an agent. They need somebody to negotiate and say, okay, this is our job to know what the number is in your head and then we're gonna give you the number and we're gonna get to the right number and we're gonna get you a a good salary. You need that agent, that's a union, you need it. Next week's guest is Chris DiStefano and he stayed and helped me tell you about our sponsors. Well, the holidays have come and gone, which is perfect timing for today's sponsor, OneSkin. This winter, OneSkin is your best defense against the dry, cold weather that can wreak havoc on your skin. What makes OneSkin's products are powdered by a groundbreaking peptide, OS-1. OS1,
2: which I'll tell you, Bill, you have some of the nicest skin I've ever seen in my life. You have such great skin, and I know it's from OneSkin, that I actually want to peel it off and eat it because I know it's keto. Well, in when I OS1, was- OS1, which is the first ingredient scientifically proven to prevent the accumulation of age cells, the primary culprit be- behind skin aging. And I'll tell you what, Bill, I know for a fact use in one skin, because you told me you were 68 and I couldn't believe, you told me you were a 68, 68 right. year old male and I thought you were a 25 year old female and that's because of one skin the real magic OS1 what does it have bill tell us
1: it has actually been proven in the lab to actually reduce the biological age of skin by several years meaning it not only prevents but slows down skin aging leaving you with healthier more hydrated and glowing skin one skin is one of the first products to address the root causes of aging not just the symptoms OneSkin just launched their mini bundles, which Oof. include face and eye topical supplements, body lotion and cleanser, which all come in a delightful travel bag. You're kind of a delightful travel bag yourself. I am. And I'll For tell a limited you what, time, too- our listeners can enjoy an exclusive 15% off OneSkin products using the code RANDOM when you check out at oneskin.co, not .com.co. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. It's time to get started with your new face, eye, and body routine at a discounted rate today. New customers get 15% off with the code random at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code random. Now is the best time to invest in your skin. Age healthy with One Skin. In today's hectic world, sometimes you need to bring yourself to the right level to relax and rebel against everyday chaos. I have the perfect products to help you get there, Tillman's Tranquils. Tillman's Tranquils Microdose THC Mints and Perfect Dose Gummies were developed to not only taste great, but are made with 100% legal cannabis that can be shipped to your door. Their products are made in small batches and are made with all natural ingredients, natural colors, and natural flavors. Whether you're seeking relief from pain, anxiety, better sleep, a creative boost, or just to relax at the end of the day or the beginning, calm down from that hamster wheel spinning in your head. Try Tillman's Tranquils, be it their microdose THC mints or their perfect-dose gummies. You don't need to go down a dark alley or meet someone in a shady parking lot to get the good stuff. Tillman's Tranquils are available nationwide and shipped discreetly to your door. Here's an exclusive offer for my listeners. Simply go to THCMints.com and use the code RANDOM and save 30% off your first order plus free shipping. Go to THCMints.com That's THCmints.com, and remember to use the code RANDOM for the discount. Prize picks (laughs) Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. Prize Picks is the easiest and most exciting way to play. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more
2: than or less <laughs> More than or less than or... No, Thank no, Bill, you. this is serious. I, have you done this, Price Pitch? Price, you pick more than or less than oh. or between two and six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Like with the basketball season, you can now pick combo projections across playoff football and basketball from the specials league. And this is not like a specials fucking joke. It's a league created <sighs> specifically... I use this. For combo projections that include two or more different players from different leagues. For example, you take LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10 and a half combo of threes made plus, pre- plus receptions. So, LeBron James with threes, Travis Kelsey with the receptions. And what you do is, whoever wins, you get a certain number. And if you want to play alongside some of prize picks' favorite players, like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz, who I don't think Andrew Schultz ever been in the pod. No. I beat no. Andrew Schultz. You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community. Each week, Prize Picks, you know what they offer? A reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured, which is huge in football. That's a big thing with football. And Prize Picks is the only, Bill, the only daily daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. That's what makes them different. I love PrizePix so much. I know you love PrizePix so much. You use your winnings from PrizePix to buy a new stripper pole for Club Random. Where is it? It's over there. New stripper pole. Because that that one is loose. It's fucking loose. I tried to take a photo with it before. I fell off. It's loose. Go
1: to prizepix.com slash random and use code random for a first deposit match up to $100. Go to prizepix.com slash random and use code random for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. You're better at this than me. The truth about America is it's, even though there is obviously pockets of cities and suburbs, every state is also country. I mean, California has 4 million Trump voters, and the entire area between San Francisco up to Oregon is very rural. Yeah. I mean, very Alabama-y. Yeah. You know, I, it's
0: been my experience over the years doing this now for 26 or seven years. Country music fans are country music fans everywhere you go. It, it, there's not, it's, it's, it's hard to tell the difference. And you, you can't tell, if you didn't know where you were when you walk out on that stage, you're, you, you're not going to be able to tell from the reaction of the audience because they, they all act pretty much the same. I, I think there's some midwestern areas that they seem to be a little more reserved, for some reason, you know. But but by and large, man, you generally can't tell the difference where you are based on what I, the audience acts I like. I say the same thing. Yeah, it's I I mean because they're coming to see you and they know who you com- are. And exactly they know what you're about. Exactly. Uh,
1: same with you. You know. Yeah. Right. When it when there, when we're doing a poll among Trace Atkins fans. Probably the question, "Are you a fan of Trace Atkins? It's going to get a very high number. And yeah, that's the same thing with with me. You know, yeah, it's like you got to really fuck it up if people have paid their hard-earned money to see you. Yeah, because they're already predisposed. I mean, to that's a lot of motivation, money, get a babysitter, you know, arrange. You know, I mean, I the last thing I ever want to do in this whole world is ever disappoint an audience. They're they're yeah they're coming.
0: You're Set on having a good time, and you got to give. You a just pill. try not to screw it up. You can
1: <laughs> right? And I don't, and I'm sure you don't either. No,
0: especially, you don't, man. I saw the last special you
1: had; it oh, was great. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it's awesome, that.
0: Awesome, man. Adulting and all yes, that. Yes,
1: adulting. That's oh, great. I'm glad man. you watched that. Yeah, I loved. It's amazing how so much has changed. My whole act has changed. I mean. Life changes fast. I was reading, like, most Gen Z kids think that the country was, um uh is worse off than it was 50 years ago. And you just wish you could show them what 1973 looked like. Because I remember 1973, I guess you were just a little younger than me, but you remember, you were alive. Yeah. And, I mean, just... What TV looks like. These kids
0: like. don't remember when people used to drive down the road and just throw trash out the window.
1: I do. I do, too. Yeah. Trash was everywhere. That's not really anything. Nobody inc- does that anymore. I know. <laughs> right. Yes, I see your point. Yes, right. You know, we, it's, it's, we've improved on almost everything. Yeah. Um, and they just seem to want to—I feel like when you're a social justice warrior, you need— You'd need more uh, injustice than perhaps is in front of you to fix at any moment, pa- partly because the earlier generations did a lot of the heavy lifting. But it's the work ethic. What? Don't you think it's the work ethic? Well, that I, uh, is, I mean. Well, yes. I mean, partly they, they leave school without knowing anything, which I feel is a problem as far as schooling goes. Um, it 's just astounding to me how they will let kids out of high school and not know things like and now we know especially with the pandemic, the reading and math scores are like like as far as proficiency so for like fourth and eighth grade they 're like in the twenties and thirties, like twenty percent thirty percent of the kids are proficient in reading, so not only can 't they think they can't they couldn 't even Start to because they can't read now. So, I, you know.
0: And there's no discipline, you know. I mean, it, you can't have success in this life without having some kind of discipline, you know. I mean, you just said you have, you have a whole new show that you've written now. That requires discipline and oh. dedication and work. I mean, it just, you know
1: what I mean? It just, no, no, look, we're lucky because our work is fun. Yeah, that's a big difference. I can't compare myself to someone who's like, oh, you know, they're cutting the heads off chickens on a conveyor belt at the Tyson plant. That's I not fun. I realize that
0: all the time. Okay. I remind myself of that all the time. Yeah. I won the lottery. I get to earn a living doing something that I love to do. You know, thank God, man. I love yeah. so
1: blessed. You know, we both fortunate. I mean, I'm sure I didn't have the kind of colorful. Shit jobs that you've had. I know you were an oil. Rigger. I love that job though. I really, loved, I love working
0: in the oil field. I love really? working on a drilling rig and don't the you Gulf get oil all over
1: you? Not
0: really. I mean, some <laughs> days, some days, yeah.
1: Some Hell. days you would get
0: you would get filthy, but other days, you know
1: why? Because I mean, the- you needed
0: to finish your twelve-hour tour dirty, or your boss wouldn't think you. So did you work
1: twelve hours in a row.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, 14, 14 days on,
1: 14 days off, 12 hours a day. Why do they arrange it like that? Because then you go, go home. It goes offshore, yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, you'd stay out on the rig for two weeks. So you work for 14 days straight, 12 hours a day. See, so it's almost like doing a movie. You only have time to do the thing and then sleep. There you go. That's that's what it was. <laughs> Except it's not really like doing a movie because you're fucking full of oil. But So, <laughs> like, I'm fascinated by this. This was offshore yeah. Louisiana? Yeah. I see. And what? So you what? Do you, what happens? You you catch the oil in the sea and you bring it up like fish. <laughs> what? Like like it's a. I've seen video of it, obviously, but like it looks like there's a big thing on the. So what are you doing? you how are you getting the oil from the from poking the sea? a
0: hole in the ground? Yeah. Yes, but
1: how? But then when it comes up on the ship, you're putting it in
0: barrels. But sometimes they will lay a pipeline. Usually they'll lay a pipeline from the platform back to the to the shore. Yeah, to those big... Oh, right, uh, of course. So you're just monitoring how it's coming up through the... I didn't do the production end of it. I just did the drilling part. We, Somebody finds the oil, which in the case, which in the Gulf of Mexico, it's very hard to drill a well in the Gulf of Mexico that you're not going to hit oil. It's really? everywhere. Yeah. So, you know, we would drill the wells, and then sometimes we would test the well to see... If it was a good well, you know, and I don't, I don't know what the numbers were on how they uh, judge that, but you know, then we would just cap it off, and then we would move on to another location and drill another well, and then somebody else would come in behind us with a workover rig, a production rig, and put the well. But but you're you're on the boat the whole time. No, I was on a, a, a jack up. What's that? It's a big, huge barge. That has legs on it, and you get towed to the location. Oh, I see. And then the legs go down to the ocean floor, and then you literally jack the whole barge up out of the water, and then you drill the well. So, and you do this in one day? Oh, no. Months and months. Oh. Yeah.
1: On one place like that? Yeah. Why? Because it's just so
0: long to get the thing in the ground. It's a long time, you know, to drill 10 or 12,000 feet. Oh, I see yeah
1: why because the drill gets like stuck on shit and
0: it's just some it gets pretty hard once you get on down there and you got to drill through these layers of rock and stuff but it's but how can you control the drill from where where up top on the ocean oh man those guys are brilliant i mean the technology is just they know exactly which and they can make that bit go whichever direction they want it to go you know you could sit in one spot and drill drill wells out there, out there, out there. And how do
1: you know when you hit the oil?
0: You'll see it. It'll start coming back in the mud. You know the oh the mud that you use to get the cuttings out of the hole. You'll start because you you're always testing the mud to right. see, and then you'll see it'll start coming back. Or you might take a kick and you'll know you've hit it. You know. Wow. Yeah. And you liked this? I did, man. <laughs> I did, you know, because I swear, you know, it was. Um, I worked. I was a roughneck, and then I started working derricks. Uh, I was a derrick hand, and and you know, I, shit, I was the cock of the walk, man. And it was a very uh, competitive environment. It was like, really, because when I quit playing college football and then I started working in the oil field, it was like there. It was. It was a continuation of a team sport, almost. But It's being, a lot of guys, on a drill right? Crew. Huh? It's a lot of guys. It was a lot of guys. There were 40, no, but forty or fifty men on that rig. But just men. So, uh, you know, a female engineer would come out from
1: time to time, not very often. But for so for half your life, the fourteen days you're on, you're just in an atmosphere of all men. Yeah, and you like that. Hey, you know don't no, you dare I'm not, I'm not i'm not driving in anything oh really I'm, it kind of
0: feels like you are I'm, no man i'm just it was a very competitive uh, I, kind of thing and you know and it was like yeah a lot i of, felt like i was the best hand on that rig and if you of, think you're better hand than i am let's right. let's go at it let's see who can you know a lot of guys offshore doing a, a lot, lot, lot of, of drilling chemo. there's yeah, nothing you know. gay about this God. <laughs> i never saw that <laughs> Maybe it happened. I don't know. Really? Not with me. I don't
1: know. Right. But so Okay, so then you go back. What about, tell me about the 14 days when you're back home because then you're not working. So this is when the Trace Adkins legend becomes. Started getting out, of, yeah. Right, because you must be like just partying the whole time, right?
0: Well, it. W- no, no. But it did allow me to start, uh, hook up with a band and start playing clubs on the weekends. Oh, really? You know, so it allowed me to to start doing that. And then it kind of just started to get bigger and bigger and bigger to the point that I finally took a leave of absence from my oil field job and went on the road and started playing clubs in Texas, you know. And then that six-month leave of absence turned into four and a half years. Yeah, and then finally, I I got to a point where I woke up one morning and looked in the mirror and said, five years ago, I wouldn't have been caught hanging out with somebody like you, you know? And I quit. When did that happen? It was 89. Really? Mm. You stopped getting into trouble in 89? No. Stopped getting into yeah. trouble? No, I just quit playing clubs and I oh. went back to work in the oil field.
1: Oh, you went back? Why? Yeah,
0: because I thought I was going to I kill myself. I mean, the drinking and the drugs, and just it was just you know, I was I could see myself just shriveling up, and it was like, you know, I got to get away what from this. Why couldn't it, you so have done it without me.
1: without over drinking and drugs?
0: I don't know. I don't know why. Why can any addict not
1: you, stop? You think you're really an addict? Drinks. You're not
0: just a guy who was partying too hard. I, you know what, man? I, I think I must be because I've, I've so many things have happened to me in my life that that and most of the bad stuff that's happened to me in my life almost exclusively i can i can say yeah i was i was drunk or i was you know under the influence but, of
1: but something i feel like a lot of that is because you s- sing about it all countries you're it seems to be always on your mind and it's and there's so many songs about drinking and over drinking and the problems of drinking and it's like i feel like you're You're self-hypnotizing yourselves into being drunks. I don't do a lot of those anymore. I know, but like, is that a ridiculous theory? No, I just think, no. I I don't think
0: the song came first and then you started. (laughs) You know, this is not a chicken or egg type of thing, I think, you know.
1: I see, you're saying you're you're writing about.
0: You're writing about what you've already done. You
1: you may be right about that.
0: That's been my experience. No, I understand.
1: (laughs) Well. But anyway, where uh, was I? Oh, it doesn't matter. It was a boring story. No, I'm fascinated by the oil rig thing. And the fact that you would go back to it, oh.
0: I did go back to it. I stayed out there for another three years. And then, you know, and then I got that phone call, you know, from a guy that was my manager or, or that had booked me in clubs in Texas and New Mexico and, he had since moved to Nashville. He called me one day and he he said, "You singing anymore?" And I said, "I don't even sing in the shower. I'm done." <laughs> and he said, uh, "He said, well, one of these days you're gonna have to look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself the question: I wonder what would have happened if?" And I said, "If really?" Why? And he said, "If you would have thrown down the pom poms and gotten the game, he said, this is where you need to be." He wow. Said, you need to come to Nashville. This is where they make what you want to be, you know. So, what year was this? Ninety-two. Ninety-two. So, you know the, I, and I didn't immediately do it. I thought about it for a while, and then the, then the, that thought of what, you know, look at having to look at myself in the mirror someday and ask myself that question scared me worse than selling the house and going to Nashville. So. So I ended up Were you married at the that. time? Did you have
1: children to consider? I, just, I
0: wasn't married at that time, but I got married soon after that, and I had
1: a couple of girls from my first marriage. Right. Yeah. So So that guy really is the guy who changed your life. Boy, you yeah. should send him a fucking case of steaks every Christmas. Well, we lost him
0: a couple oh. years ago. Well, uh, never mind. Yeah, I loved him. He was great. Uh, and... um his son is, you know, I'm, I'm, is helping me now. He's tour managing and stuff. Oh, wow. That's great.
1: I'm surprised at how much country music I have in my iPod. Like, not it's definitely not the preponderance. Yeah. But over the years, you know... And there's probably one, you should probably tell me who I should like fucking download because I don't know a lot of them. But like, um, you know, I love you. You know what? I just. Brooks and Dunn. Yeah, they're great. Ronnie Dunn, one of the best country singers ever. Don't have anything by him. Don't know him. That's Brooks and Dunn. Oh, that's Brooks and Dunn. (laughs) Okay. Um, And uh, Kid Rock, I would say, is sort of in that category like Redneck Rock. I love. Mm, Yeah. I love a lot of that stuff. Um. Oh, there's. I'm sure there's others. I'm leaving out. Yeah. Kid Rock's kind of. You know. Bobby's
0: Southern rock, yeah. rap, country, something like that. Not
1: rap. I. I mean. You can't. I, he, he doesn't. A, rap. You can't put him in a box. Yeah, but he doesn't rap much. It, all, most of his albums that I yeah. are not. There's a, maybe one song. That's not what I like about him. But. Um, but I mean, I don't mean the rap. I mean, he has that hip hop vibe. He's got that. You know, kind of that. I just heard. You know, I really had not heard of this Jason Aldean guy. Oh, yeah. But I don't know him his stuff. Is he good?
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. Jason toured with us oh. years ago. Probably, I bet it was right, it was right when he first came out, probably about 15 years ago. And we did a tour together and he went out with us for a few months.
1: And- so, he's in trouble because he his I actually love the name of this song. Try it out in a small town, right? This is the one I'm thinking of? Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. it. And I
0: had I had no idea
1: about it. I didn't I hadn't heard the song. I don't keep up, man. I don't listen to the current country stuff. I haven't heard it either, but I read I mean the people writing about it constantly, and I believe Coleman Hughes. You know who that is? Brilliant. No. Right. <clears throat> a brilliant! I've had him on real time. He's young, I would say 30, black, and brilliant. And he basically said it was a smear job. Because he said, first of all, they shot it in front of this courthouse where they lynched somebody 100 years earlier. He said, Jason Aldean probably didn't know that. I had no idea. Yeah, that they've used this in other movies. It's in, like, Hannah Montana or something. Um, it just, you know, the people who just want to get you yeah. are the ones who piss me off. And then there was, I felt like there was no smoking gun of, like, you know, he, he you know, there's a just this, just different kinds of Americans. You can't bully the people who grew up in Tennessee or Louisiana into being you. This sounds like Jason Aldean, it sounds like he's a country guy. This is the kind of shit he's into and the kind of stuff he thinks, Christianity, all that stuff. It's not my jam, but you can't bully people into not being who they are, and they are no worse than you, is my take on that but again i haven't really dealt it's
0: just it's all so silly
1: anyway i mean
0: you know the grievance junkies turn on somebody and they try to cancel them and and all it's going to do he's going to sell more records than he ever has and it's just he's going to make him bigger than he's ever been and it's just that's just and the other the other guy because he's not he's not he did he had no idea man you know you know how many music videos I've done that I've called up the director and went, "Hey, man, now what about this location where we're shooting this thing?" Right. <laughs> you know, and yeah. and if I did do that, it would only be because I didn't know where I was going. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But it's like he had no idea. You know, that director picked that location and because it looked, it had the look they wanted. It to look.
1: It's a it's a look. It was just a
0: small town
1: courthouse. Yes, you know that's all it was, and it happened to be close. It's like it's it's not the way to fight racism, by just making shit up to point your finger at somebody. And who's the other guy who got in trouble for? But it didn't it hurt him not at all. I he's he's a giant. Oh, Morgan
0: Wallen. There you go. He sold out two nights in a row, fifty-five thousand plus tickets each night, you know. God cancel I mean, me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I just, you know, maybe I'm naive, but I just don't think these people are racists. He's man, these I, I've I been just, around
0: both of those guys. They're good guys, you know, there's no
1: They're not racist. It's just, you know, it's just a shame that we can't get past the past. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, I mean, look, I love playing your part of the country because the audience I get is a mostly liberal audience, but they're not the stick-up-their-ass liberal types in Oklahoma. No. No. You know what I'm saying? There, anytime you, even if you're in a red state, when you're in the city, you're in a blue part of the red state. Right. So, you know, the, I've been in Alabama and the people look exactly like they look everywhere else. that come to my show. Right. And, you know, but they just don't have that sort of like nose in the air kind of how dare you like, I'm waiting for you to say the wrong thing. Attitude. They're like, we're here to have fun. It's a fucking comedy show. Yeah. I love stand-up comics.
0: I always have. I I I've been a fan. I go to Zanies fairly regularly, you know. Yeah, we're little, the best. Little club there in Nashville, you know. Really? You do. You go to Zanies. And I, I played you know, Zanies a million years ago. Um and I just, it, do you know how hard it would be for me to go hear comedians or see comedians uh, if I only chose to listen to conservative comedians? Yeah. There right. wouldn't be very many. No. <laughs> I, I wouldn't, I would never get to go to a
1: show, you know. But there's more. I can appreciate it's, the comedy. It's interesting, know? though. Yes, not a lot of what I would call conservative comedians, but. There's a lot more conservative themes in comics, like me, Bill Burr, a good name, well, Dave Chappelle, lots of people. Because Because, because the left
0: is crazy. Because they're spotlight, spotlighting the absurdity.
1: Yes, because we are comics.
0: Because we, that shit's funny. Exactly. Absurdity is, is funny. We go where the comedy is. <laughs> there you go. We go. Absurdity is funny.
1: Exactly. So if you're gonna be absurd, you're I'm gonna make fun of you. And you're yeah. So And you deserve it. And you deserve it. Exactly. And it should tell them something that people are laughing, that it rings true. <laughs> yeah. Because com because laughter is involuntary, you know? That's the one really great thing about it. Yeah. You know, you can be the biggest comedy star in the world. I saw it happen back when I was in the starting out in the clubs and Rodney Dangerfield would walk in, or some big star, and the crowd would go wild. And he got about a minute of grace time when they would just kind of nervous laughter if he wasn't really funny. After that, you got to earn your wings every minute up there. There I know. No matter who you are, you can't. People cannot. That's why I've said I
0: I got such respect for what you guys do because you're working without a net, man. You are correct. You got no net. I've got exactly those five or six did. guys standing up there on stage with me. I got my gang. Exactly, pussy. You know, yeah, I got my muscle. <laughs> you know, you don't like what I'm doing, you're going to have to deal with these guys. You know. Well, you know. Yeah, but like, you're up there by yourself, and you. Yeah, I got like what the, I
1: got. Just crazy respect for what you guys. One of the one of the Beatles in the great anthology said when they were asking about Elvis. And they said, I think it was Georgie said, you know, with us there was the four of us. So whatever we were going through, no matter how crazy it was, we had each other. But Elvis, you know, he only had himself. I was like, oh, that's so true. Like, God, I
0: hate that I missed Elvis. I wish I would have had a chance.
1: Oh, he's still Elvis. alive. He's working at the Seven <laughs> Eleven. You know? Yeah. I mean, I. You never met him. No, you, of course not. No, no. well, he uh, died in '77. You could have been a teenager. Who was uh, I remember one time,
0: Pendulette said to me. He said, "If you ever get into an argument with somebody that's from another country and they're talking about, you know, uh, you know, extolling the grand things <laughs> that their country has given <laughs> the world, you know, he said you can always win that argument with one word, Elvis." Wow. You know i mean and i he was the first <laughs> cult of personality you know that in, in modern history and anyway. well i don't know about that well who else was charlie there? chaplin oh what? my god you should that's go. not modern history
1: <laughs> of course it is i mean they were, there were but yes charlie chaplin was a star of almost unbelievable magnitude by our standards i mean he was paid the kind of money that would sound impressive today when the movies cost like a penny and you know a house cost 12000. Yes. Okay, well then sure. let me narrow it. And else. when he went to let like, me narrow it. Like his the headline in the paper when he went to back to London i think was just he's here. You know, the, it was big. He there there were big people but i, I look there are people who will argue about Mr. Gillette's theory about Elvis. I'm not one of them. I've always been since about age 14 when it was 1970, and I had not paid attention to Elvis before, but I really hadn't paid attention to music until I was about 12. So I got into the Beatles, and Elvis, in my mind at that time, was always this old dude who was before my time in corny rock and rolls, swips. And then... I heard a couple of songs that he did around that time, which is the time I love Elvis, the, early, the when he got out of the movie contract from Suspicious Minds until he died. He put out some amazing shit. And he wasn't fat until the last two years. Yeah. Um, very mature. I mean, Burt Backrack wrote Any Day Now for him. And, uh, I mean, some, some great stuff. But, yeah.
0: Well, there I, was... It- there was no roadmap for Elvis I mean, there's no musician that had ever experienced no he was the first you know that that just that phenomenon that
1: was yes i you know, I think Bing Crosby was certainly a matinee idol star, but no, you're right Bing Crosby was huge, probably in the thirties he was not elvis Sinatra in the fifth in the oh wait Sinatra was like the Gregory was the 20s. Sinatra in the uh late 30s early 40s was Elvis, uh, Elvis-esque. Yes. It was a, it was a phenomenon. It was a happening when he went someplace, they, you know, just this intense excitement that you felt around where he was and what he was doing. And of course, the women must have been insane.
0: But okay. Well,
1: but Elvis certainly... I'll let
0: you have all those also rans. I'm going to stick with Elvis.
1: No, I love Elvis too. You can't get me on Elvis. I, I, okay. I, I see... Well, stop arguing with me then. Well, I'm just giving him the reality. I mean, he wasn't... And then the Beatles I th- really outdid Elvis. There was much more of a worldwide phenomenon with the Beatles. Beatlemania was worldwide. But they were huge Elvis fans. Yes, they were. Yeah. Absolutely. Although, he also disappointed them. I mean, Paul McCartney... And I think Lenin said, we loved him from 56 to 58. And then when he got out of the army in 1960, there was something that was missing. And they're not wrong. I mean, that whole 60s was a lost decade. It was a lot of, um, it was what he called the travelogues. It was like, he did 29 movies. I mean, about 25 of them were Fun and Acapulco and Girls, Girls, Girls. I don't know. Just these silly things. There was the same script in a different location. And forgettable songs, but when he came out of that, I mean, he did have a great final act, I think, musically, if you listen to that stuff from the early 70s. But, (laughs) you know. I remember when I was a kid, my
0: aunt, my my dad's younger sister, they didn't have a television. And the only time that she would come to our house and spend the night would be on a night when a Nailvis movie was coming on. She would come to our house and spend the night so she could watch the Elvis. And she and my mother would sit up and watch the Elvis movie. You know, I just remember that when I was a kid. It doesn't, I, just, I just realized that. That's so strange.
1: I, I, I thought the movie, And did you see the movie? I saw
0: some of it. I don't know. There was something about it that made it just, I just. it was almost unbearable. It
1: was so... Well, I thought the performance was great. Yeah, the guy did a good job. I didn't think the movie was great. I didn't either. And I mean, I don't think they, I mean, I understand they tried to capture. You know, the thing
0: where he was, where he called out the colonel from the stage in Vegas. Yes.
1: He would never have done that. So much of it was bullshit. As someone who knows the biography, (laughs) that's what bothered me, one. Two, I don't think Tom Hanks, as great an actor as he is, it was right for the part of Colonel Tom Parker. Didn't seem like He's a, too yeah. good. He's too nice. He's fucking Tom Hanks. I needed some scumbag because that is the tragedy of Elvis. What did Elvis die of? Bad management. Damn right. Bad management. He died of bad
0: management. Everything that he did and everything that oh. he was, think of what he could have
1: been. Could have been. The colonel wouldn't let him go overseas where he was adored, and yet he never played Paris. He never played London. Yes, because the colonel Colonel couldn't go. Couldn't go. And the movie contract and the fact that Elvis was this pathetic hillbilly who could not stop himself, apparently, from letting this father figure. Again, I thought that was rather clumsily portrayed in the movie. But, you know, maybe it did well, and I'm being picky. But, um, you know, that's the tragedy of Elvis, that he could not get away from that shadow and, I mean, he he didn't do the uh, Star is Born. He was mm-hmm. offered the Star is Born with Barbra Streisand. And I think the story was he would not accept second billing. Mm. And you don't want to get into that fight with Barbra Streisand. No. <laughs> and you shouldn't. So <laughs> she, the colonel, she, I didn't know She was that a much story. bigger star at the time.
0: What? So the colonel wouldn't let him do it because he wasn't getting top billing. Is that, which, mm-hmm. is that what happened? I don't right. know.
1: Right. But probably the colonel just didn't want... Him ever to um, it's very Howard Hughesian, you know the way Howard Hughes had these Mormons around him who kept him insulated and Howard Hughes had an inclination to go back into the real world he didn't want to be this recluse but they would scare him back every time germs germs Howard there's germs out there and he'd crawl back into his cell that he made for himself pissing into bottles because he was afraid of germs. He'd be perfect for COVID. (laughs) (laughs) He would have been. He'd be a regular Dr. Fauci. But okay, so, but Elvis was kind of like wanting to expand. And the colonel scared him every time into going back to his ruts. I mean, he worked him like a mule. People don't realize the day he died, he was scheduled to go to Portland, Maine. I've been to Portland, Maine. I have too. Okay. <laughs> we said poor Portland. We'd say it with such resignation. I Port- went there in the
0: winter. Portland was oh wow. You do love shows. I visit. did a winter tour one time. Wow. And you know, and you know what I was told when I was convinced to go do it was, man, you're gonna love it, man. You go up north, you know, way up north, and you do this winter tour, and these people all have cabin fever, and they come out to the shows and lose their minds, you know. And, um, and, well, that didn't <laughs> <happen>. help. <laughs> oh. I was miserable. Okay, couldn't get off the bus. What? You know, I mean, you, <laughs> it was hard to get ah. from one show to the next, and then when you got there, right. you didn't want to. Uh, it was all I could do to get off the bus and get to the door to get in the <laughs> venue, you know, because I just, it was brutal. Yeah. It was, it was, oh, like, I, oh, my I, God. And I'd go on stage and I'd just like, what's wrong with you people? Right. Why
1: do you live here? Right. You know, I, I've been to, <laughs> it's been a long time since I've traveled in the cold. In yeah, the that's weekend. the only winter tour I ever did on there. Right. Know. No, i I don't understand why, how people, I mean, obviously people have, economic limitations and family limitations and they and also people just like living where they near where they grew up most people don't leave you know there's uh <laughs> well and the summers are nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a uh, there's somebody known as um Ch- chest cheshire man i think he's called um it's this town in england cheshire i think i'm saying it right i may be getting it wrong. And they found the skeletons of a 9,000-year-old ancestor, human ancestor, 9,000-year-old. And uh, they traced his DNA back to someone who still lives in the town. Wow. In 9,000 years, this family moved like a block. (laughs) It, It says something about Humans? Are you kidding? That's I'm true. I'm not kidding. No. Oh wow. Yeah. So, I mean, that's one reason people just they need to get out. I mean, really. But have you ever been to Canada, like in the winter? Like it's it's ten yes. degrees, and they're wearing short sleeve shirts. They just adapt. Humans adapt. I went to my wife's parents
0: for Christmas this past Christmas, and I shoveled snow for four days. <laughs> To get t-
1: for four <laughs> days wow. you you earned, you earned some husband points there, I did I yep. hope you got rewarded
0: uh, man it was <laughs> uh, I swear the snow was it was above my head, right, oh know? wow, especially after I'd shoveled it all off the drive, you know right it was crazy, the things you do for love right. I was just doing it so I could get to the store and get some cigarettes.
1: (laughs) Wait, that's not so romantic. It's (laughs) not at all. I know. But that's why I had to get out. But your songs are so romantic. I mean, you're such a, you really are a a romantic. I mean, a lot of your songs, I mean, even that, you have that one about the uh, old lady who fucked you when you were a kid. Oh, my God. (laughs) I wasn't a kid. I was legal.
0: I was i was legal <sighs> is that true yes you were you were how <laughs> was that your virginity that no one? oh <clears throat> no but it's but it's true. how old was that lady she was
1: 36 i was well another 19, row of, yeah 19. and you were 18 19 yeah and she called you honey child See that's what made me think she was older. <laughs> John like she's like seventy. She didn't call me honey child. <laughs> you, you made up the whole.
0: <laughs> no, I didn't as- make up the whole thing. But that I just thought, man, that's a cool little, that's a cool little turn, you know. When you she called me honey child, and then I'm gonna pour this on you and make it taste like honey child.
1: No, you're no. a clever lyricist.
0: Well, I didn't write that. But oh, really? No, but the story's true.
1: Jesus Christ how disappointing you don't write all your own not all of it oh well man why would i i swear you know i I, see how do you get material like that in nashville like you just you just there's just so many people like who are writing songs and you go there and you throw your big money around because you're a big one of the things is i've become i had
0: a dear friend of mine that who has since passed away but he was a songwriter. we wrote a lot of songs together and he just he just told me he said, "Man, you've become the laziest good songwriter that I know <laughs> and the reason he said that was because like if if a hook comes to, if I, if a hook comes to me or a melody comes to me and I think on it for a while and then uh, I, and then I think, okay who which songwriter in my rolodex?" It is that idea in his wheelhouse. And then that's who I'll call, and I'll pick up the phone, and I'll go, hey, Monty, or hey, Casey, or Rivers, or, you know. Um,
1: so, and then that's your writing partner yeah, on the song? Yeah, So and then I'll, you write it together? Here's my idea. Oh, so you like to write it with somebody?
0: Yeah. I love to write, too, with piano players. I don't play piano, you know. Right. Yeah, and, I'll, and I would rather write with a and piano you- player.
1: Do you write the lyrics and the music at the same time?
0: Usually, no. Usually, I'll have a basic idea of, of of what the chord progression and the melody may be, but then there are other guys too that I work with that I'm like I I, I don't like this melody. I know there's a better one out there, and so so I'll get with a, with somebody that that's really good at melodies, and we'll come up with something better. You know. Mm. and some of these songs I hear today it's like you know why didn't you guys take a couple more days you know you got it to that point and then you just said this is you turned it in and you said this is good enough and if you just let it rest and let your ears rest for a couple of days and go back and listen to it again you know you could have made it better I hate it when I hear Hooks in songs and then the, the song just wasn't what they didn't write it you know they just didn't write it they they hmm. they got it close enough and then they quit you know and Lynn said that's good enough you know I hate that man you wasted a good hook because you got lazy and you didn't finish the song but I can't say anything because I'm the laziest songwriter in the world I mean
1: really it doesn't sound like it you know I think when I think about country music now, what's different about it, what I, I mean, I don't like any song unless I like the song. The lyrics can be the greatest thing in the world. It doesn't matter if the song isn't good. And it doesn't work on the reverse. The, the lyrics can be shit. They're better if they're good. <laughs> but I don't care. If I like the song, I've listened to zillions of songs. I can name some where the lyrics are shit. Yeah. Or just gobbledygook. Yeah. You know, get back. What does yeah. that? What does that mean? There's I don't no, ever no, want
0: to write anything that I don't think at least said it said something at least mildly profound, at least to me.
1: Or what, you what I'm get, saying, what and was, that's
0: not a very high bar. No, you know what I mean. But no, it's it got to say something but, at least mildly profound to me.
1: Or what? Or I was, it's got
0: to be very clever.
1: Clever. This is what I was getting at yeah. with country music that I feel is a little different. Humor. Humor. Yeah. They, of, it's a lot of, of it the, is funny. A lot of your stuff is funny. All the ditties that I've done like, in my career,
0: what people call ditties, I think they're cleverly written and they're funny.
1: I left something turned on at
0: home. That's it's, clever.
1: It's very clever.
0: Honky-tonk, badonk-a-donk is clever.
1: Yes, it is.
0: It's cleverly written. I like
1: that. And I can say that. I didn't write it. It's cleverly written. Yes. But that's like like I left something turned on at home which is something you would not hear in pop music. They would just not write that. No. And that's why you have to go to country music for things like that. It (laughs) is clever. But again, I wouldn't like it if I didn't like the song.
0: I like it better the way I do it now than the way I recorded it back then, too. You know, it's evolved into something completely different. Really? You know, I listen back, you know, to those first few albums that i did and you know i just i'm i'm better at what i do now than i was when i me too i'm you know, I wouldn't sorry are, about that people that bought those th- records
1: you know <laughs> i think the same thing i'm like, better now right i think this. i could go look i could look at my first two or three hbo specials and they wouldn't be as good as adulting And I would know that. This is why I would never look at them. But yeah, Yeah. you can't be, you know, I was 29 or whatever. You can't be more than you are. I appreciate people who appreciated me at the time. And you know, there are some people who think we're worse. Oh, well. (laughs) Who like, you know. Yeah. Who like, that's just taste. You know, I I don't think they're right. Yeah,
0: man. You know, music appreciation is an opinion, and everybody's just different, you know. And that's cool. You know, I'm
1: but, glad that there are a few people out there that like what I do. You know. Yeah, it's a good but, thing. It's a great thing to think, and you can you have every right to think that your last one was your best one. You don't want to be you don't want to be in that place. I mean, athletes are always in this place where they think, "Oh Christ, I'm I'm 35 and I peaked five years ago." That's rough. Yeah. You know.
0: I there. There's also the the. Uh, I listen to my voice now as opposed to 30 years ago and it's and when I listen to my voice back then I just I can't hardly bear to listen to it it sounds thinner and it doesn't have that I don't know no
1: smoking I, and drinking definitely did a lot of good
0: things for your voice
1: thank you yeah
0: yeah i, mean, I think
1: it's just smoother and it's oh it's, a, it's 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 very unique it's it's great It's, it's, uh, you know, and that's a good, and why you're not doing a million voiceovers, I don't know. I do, I do
0: enough, man. I do, I do enough to keep me busy and I enjoy doing it. And, you know, and that's the thing about, about having a voice like this that I was, that I thank God I was blessed with. I mean, it's just the older I get, it's going to get better listen to you know James Earl Jones my god he's been he's been, he's been saying this I, CNN for 40 years
1: you know who i thought was better post 60 Sinatra yeah his voice got quite different i mean he also the was the material he chose yeah you know i mean he's another one like Elvis i didn't i would never i mean i wasn't around for that early Sinatra uh time but well, you know yeah I, I i don't except for uh it might as well be Swing, the one with Basie. That's a great album. If For that, you know, it's like mid-50s and America's feeling good about itself. I mean, obviously it was not diverse
0: that, at that that's time. That's one and of the things had a still good. on my to-do list that I've been threatening to do for the last decade, and I haven't done it yet, but I what? tend to. I want to do a crooner record before I go a out. A crooner record, wow. You know, just go back and cover some of those. Some of those old classics. Quarter to you know, three. One more for the road, stuff like that. No
1: one know. in the place.
0: Exactly. I except want to do you it. and me. I want to do it. So. Because I think it would be fun to do, you know. Stick
1: them up, Joe. <laughs> Give me all your money. <laughs> Maybe one for my baby and right. for the room. Well, I can't
0: thank Because you I don't enough. do stuff for the money anymore. I asked the I question, s- would that be fun to do? <laughs> you exactly. obviously I don't do stuff for the money anymore. I know. You're not paying me. I appreciate it. Right. Really do. Yeah. If I hadn't have been here I wouldn't have come. <laughs> I wanted to come by here and just sit around and shoot the shit with an old friend. I know you did, and
2: I'm so glad you did.